On this show, it's only good vibes. Talking about music from Beyonce to Tribe. In the world where it's always politicking. Run, why your boy Kanye be tripping? I don't know, so we put it on the shelf. Listen to Conrad when he brings up mental health. Is Michael Jackson really the king of pop? There's no debate if you ask, be shocked. Conversation so tight, it be gripping you. We love getting suggestions from our listeners. Do something foolish, try and run if you can. All you gonna do is end up a victim of Who's Man's. Welcome to another week of Who's Man's podcast. We hope you enjoy it. What up, though, everyone? It's your boy, Ron the Don, a.k.a. Mr. Taylor May, a.k.a. the artist formerly known as Jay. In the middle of me, I got my man's Conrad. <laughs> well, beautiful people, welcome to another episode of Who's Man's Podcast. Glad to be back. We got a lot of Who's Man's to talk about, but before we move forward, let's find out who's here. Lift every voice and sing <laughs> till everything had and wait Fun and ring ring with ring the harmonies <laughs> of I don't know how this goes of liberty. liberty. Let our rejoicing rise. <laughs> I'm gonna stop y'all right here. <laughs> Woo! Hi, <laughs> the Whoa, list, that was rough. This guy's hey. Yeah. Oh, okay, that was the remix. Sorry. Okay. Well, hey. I thought everybody would join in and we would have a moment of black history after our black ass weekend, but here we are. Not everybody hey knows. You, you can tell too. You can tell who do and who don't. Ronica Rat. <laughs> oh, okay. Run Rat. Run Rat. Anyway. Run Rat. I, I don't even want to introduce this guy anymore because he's going to come at me. Run Rat. Great. Conrad, you can go ahead and introduce this guy. He's your man. Man, I'm scared to introduce at this point because I don't know what happened this weekend. I don't know what was in the water. But him and his wife have been coming at people all <laughs> week. In all different ways. <laughs> Using all different <laughs> platforms. Like, <laughs> like, oh, you thought since we're not together, the chief. Oh, let me get you in this group chat we were in. Um, but <clears throat> it's our engineer, the man behind our, <clears throat> the one and only Austin. He's back. <laughs> he's back. <laughs> I really wanted to take the shot yesterday, but they doubled. <laughs> What's good with it, dude? I don't know which one of y'all's words. We can't have both of y'all on here. Like, <laughs> I should be the best, best voices. Yeah. Hey, I, had, I had to, I had to channel my inner B shock. Hey, that's my best friend for a word. Oh wow. Well, look, y'all we can do whatever y'all do. Yeah, his man. best friend. <laughs> Got a new best Brian. friend every other day, but I'm Oh, you sure? Wow, I thought this was the point where we say how you how you guys are doing. How's everyone? Are your spirits high? <laughs> how are you after this weekend? Because you're the only one I'm still cool with right Ooh. now. <laughs> Man, after this weekend, spirits are. What, what was Austin said? My spirits are lifted. <laughs> um, <laughs> had a bit of a lift this weekend. Lifting. <laughs> Um. Yeah, man. It's it was it was a good good weekend. So the whole the rest of the week's been starting on a good note. So, um, I feel like the rest of y'all probably feel the same way. Besides us probably being tired and trying to recover 
and our livers regenerating, but we're good, right? Y'all good? Absolutely. Now I'm good. Like a couple of days later. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> I just don't want to work anymore. So yeah. <laughs> I could tell on Sunday. Oh, yeah. That's what I just don't. <laughs> but there I was, bright and early. 9 a.m. <laughs> doing the man's work. But we won't talk about that. How are you? <laughs> How are you, Austin? Man, I'm great, man. It was a good weekend. It was crazy. That was uh I feel like that was that was our that was our first time seeing everybody since the wedding mm-hmm. on August twenty fifth, twenty eighteen. Shout out to my wife. <laughs> August twenty fifth, twenty eighteen. It's coming up. It is it's coming man. up. One year. One year anniversary. Excited. But yeah, no, it was a, it was a good weekend, man. You know, like I said, it was good to see everybody for the first time since then. Definitely some good laughter. Uh, it wasn't much sun in DC because a lot of shade was thrown. <laughs> a whole lot of shade, man. Uh, Heavy overcast. The shade. <laughs> you know, found found out some dreams and aspirations of some of some of my brothers, like like Brian and, and Darnell. You know, found out their dreams, aspirations. So it, it was it was a good time, man. Got to explore people deeper. It was good, man. And glad Amber finally made it home too. <laughs> <laughs> Who's man's? First of all, let's go into that real quick. Sorry, Amber, but we have to talk about this one. Former guest to so, the podcast, Amber, aka the I forgot the name of her podcast. Chocolate wow, yep. that still coming on the way. Three years later, but we gonna talk about that even, anytime, anytime. <laughs> Hey, we'll be dead and gone, but hey, it'll be there. <laughs> was it the weather that bad in Dallas or Texas area? So yeah, the weather was that bad. Um, thankfully, our flight was late in the day, so we missed everything. But I know I came home to you know a power failure notice. My internet was out. Half our apartment complex didn't have power. I think they said something like sixty percent of Dallas proper lost power and some Man. still don't have power until tomorrow so yeah that's crazy and it all happened within like a like a 30 15 to 30 minute period that's wild man i'm glad y'all safe over there in texas so this whole thing like i was like jealous of amber this weekend like man she gets to slide fly stand or uh, standby and you know chill maybe she get first class and she, three days later, she ain't home yet. And I'm just like, what's going on, Amber? Whose man is, what is it? She's probably an American? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I ain't know if we want to mention the company. <laughs> but, you know. Well, yeah. We can believe I mean, that. I mean, we all, I mean, we fly with him. We fly with him. But having, like, lived through that, we did, like, a... a a group trip to what Philly a few years ago and I got stuck in Philly for two days. It sounds like fun. Like it it really does sound like fun to me. I don't know why. <laughs> like you just live in an airport and just walk around and people watch. It is not fun though in reality. So <laughs> I felt bad for her when day two came around and she like, yeah, I'm in a new city. I don't know if I'm ever gonna make it home. <laughs> She got pictures on Instagram of her just laid up with her suitcase with nobody around. (laughs) 
Somebody <laughs> gave him that whole like, Yeah. I <laughs> collected a little change on the way, but hey. <laughs> we glad you made it, though. Glad you made it. Oh, <sighs> I would be remiss if we didn't shout out Cammy. She she put the whole sure. thing together. Kudos. Man. Much appreciated. Insert claps. Insert snaps. Okay, well, you know, I ain't got all the type of capabilities. I don't know. Sound effects. I ain't we got just did it for you. Look, and it it almost, you know, went left. Cammy almost canceled this whole trip a few times. Um, <laughs> asking one too many questions. Without us knowing, okay? <laughs> if Darno would have had one more question, okay? <laughs> He probably would have made one it one more question. He probably would have been with Amber somewhere. I don't know how, but yeah. <laughs> but she did an amazing job. Made sure we saw a lot of history, a lot of art history in the city. Uh, a lot of walking. We we walked. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I know Got that. Some steps. <laughs> Got all the steps. But it was a it was a damn good time. There's never ever really a boring moment this whole weekend. I literally, my cheeks hurt from laughing <clears throat> so much. Like, I feel like it was nonstop to the time we yeah. got there. Like, literally. Yeah. The, Even like, <clears throat> go ahead. The, the, next, the next time we uh, have a group trip, we'll have to do like a like a documentary that y'all could make a um, make an Instagram TV episode so all the, all the Who's Man's followers can know exactly what we're talking about right now. Man, you should you should have brought your uh oh you don't y'all say you should have brought your gimbal. Yeah, I ain't gonna call out the or, name or, of the company, but I'm gonna need y'all to send me my new gimbal from China. That's oh is that a or, run my gimbal? I don't know. Right. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> What'd you say, Ron? I said, What is a gimbal? I was gonna say who is it? Because <laughs> I didn't know if it was a person. <laughs> <laughs> thought gimbal was in China stealing people things. G- gimbal in danger. <laughs> gimbal in danger, girl. Rest in peace to our ghost episode. That ain't gonna never happen, but that's another story. <laughs> R.I.P. Sorry, Austin. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm good, man. Y'all go ahead, man. So what? We're... But the gimbal is just a stabilizer. Stabilizer. Oh, yeah. For like a camera, a GoPro, your phone. So like, if you're moving, it's everything's very crisp and smooth when you're recording. So you can run with it. You can like basically jump with it, and everything stabilizes. Yeah, yeah. No, no vibrations. If y'all want to see it in action, follow me on Instagram at AustinJ09. You'll see a video I posted with it. Ha ha ha! Early shameless plug, but we allow that. Just fake laugh. Oh, uh, all right. Let's get with it, man. What we got? Right, we're going to get back down to business. So we're going to start off by taking a step backwards and going back to a subject we touched on last week because we got a further development. So you got our man's Austin here to touch in on it. So let's go ahead and talk about our man's Drake and with him out here at the Raptors game. Still out here, front and center, very present. Everyone knows you there. Everyone knows, gets a good look at him. What y'all think about what he's been up to lately? So last week, y'all touched on Drake, basically saying Drake needs to have a seat. Drake is being extra. He's in the way. He doesn't need to be in the scenes of the game. He's just a distraction to the team. My The issue that I take with that is, I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but back in the 90s in the playoffs, uh, I forgot what year it was, but the Pacers were playing the yeah. Knicks. And all through the game, Spike Lee was going at it with Reggie Miller because the Knicks were playing ball. They were hooping. And um, next thing you know, in the last couple of seconds, Reggie Miller just starts going 
off. Uh, I forgot how many points he scored it, in the last. Wasn't whatever. it 17 points in like the last, I think, like 14 seconds or something? It's something oh, crazy. Oh, yeah, that legendary run. See that? I don't remember. I don't remember exactly how many points it was. I, I'll, I'll have to look it up and find it. But Reggie Miller just goes off, and it's all at the hands of Spike Lee's trash mm-hmm. talk. It even got to a point where uh, where Reggie Miller hit a three, turned around, and, and looked at Spike Lee and said, "You y'all choking, y'all choking," like saying the Knicks were choking, and like the sports world loved it. They got a kick out of it. Um, everybody on ESPN was talking about it. News outlets were talking about it, and it was just good laughter. And nobody ever said it's a distraction or anything. It was just it was just a good fan to player interaction. But with Drake, everybody takes an issue with it. I think a lot of people have is- an issue with Drake for some odd oh, reason. We don't know why. But but like but Drake, you know, he donated millions of dollars. Like he poured millions of his own dollars into the Toronto Raptors franchise. Like, you see OVO on their jerseys. You see OVO on their practice facility that he helped get built. And, you know, he ha- he has just as much skin in the game as the owner does. And so Drake has every right to be as animated as into the game as any other fan does. Because you see fans in the crowd pouring beer on people, getting into fights with people. And we don't say any anything about those fans, right? Because they're not celebrities, but just because Drake is a celebrity and everybody say, "Oh, you need to sit down." Nah, Drake, do your thing, man. Have a good time. Enjoy watching the uh, the fruits of your labor, if you will, for all that for all that you've done for for the, for Toronto. But last night, Drake was being extra when Kevin Durant got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> you said all Wait, of that. <laughs> that was such an impassioned speech to get, but he was you doing too much last night. Really to convert. No. There's, a, there's a but to everything. There's a but to everything. So, all right. So, y'all remember when, when y'all were younger? Say, actually, no. This probably happened a lot. When you were in college, right? And you came home for the weekend. And you just got home Friday evening. You just took your bags out the car, put your backpack in your room. And as soon as you get in the house, your mom says, Ron, Brian, Conrad, Austin, can y'all clean up the kitchen, please? It's a mess. And your mom leaves the room or your dad leaves the room, whoever. And you just get this look on your face like, man, I don't even live here. <laughs> Start punching the air. Start punching <laughs> the air. That's, that's exactly what Drake looked like after Kevin Durant got hurt last night. And I'm just like, Drake, bro, come on now. If, if you're going to console somebody, at least don't look like you're the person that got hurt. Jeez, man. <laughs> that's like, the extra that I can't yeah. stand. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I, exactly. I guess I disagree because everyone said Spike was doing too much. Everyone still says Spike does too much on the sidelines of the New York Knicks or the whoa sideline of the New York Knicks. Everyone said, like Jack Nicholson, when he would come out to the Lakers game and sit on the sideline with another girl who looked like they could be his daughter uh, every game and would taunt the players, they all said the same thing. I think the difference is if it were a normal person, they would get kicked out if they were doing some of the stuff that Drake and Spike did. Mm -hmm. Like, there are people who get banned from arenas. Hell, rightfully so. The what is it? The co-owner of the Warriors Co- was banned for a year and fined what fifty grand for pushing one of the players. 
Drake hasn't pushed anyone, but he should not be like inserting himself in the game as if he's a player. <laughs> yeah. That's why I thought it was funny when they someone filled him walking off the court and they're like, why Drake walk up like he just played 40 minutes all sad and walk into the locker room like he just got done playing the biggest game of his life. I just, the only thing for me that's just the difference to me where I think where it's comparing to like Spike or the rest of the part owners or celebrity uh, fans is that where was Drake 10 years ago? I didn't see him on the sidelines. He had the he money was, to be he on was, the sidelines. He was still on the was ground. Was he there? He was so what? The you had the money to be there. You had the money to But he didn't. He had it all this. It wasn't. I, I just think that to me, it's just that even if you're not invested and you say you're the biggest Raptors fan, where were you those those times? Hey, what is his name? Uncle him. Uncle Nav. Uncle Nav, the um, Indian guy that's at the end of the free throw court seat. He's yeah. has, he has antics and all that, but he's still not as extra as Drake. Hey. He has a huge investment in the in the team. He ain't running across this the court and, and get back uh, back rub during the during the game. And I think my biggest thing is that is like these people, Drake especially right now, should not be uh, interference with the players' attention. Like they should not have to focus any attention at all during those two and a half hours on a specific person in the stadium outside of the people wearing the opposing jerseys. <laughs> Like the, the general audience is supposed to be a distraction. Like, yeah, if you're playing against the, the the home team, the audience is going to be against you. They're going to be a distraction. But there shouldn't be one specific person you can point out that's causing trouble for the whole team. Right. That makes them tweet about oh, okay. them. Makes them want to give them their attention, distracting their headspace. Okay. Here. So here's my question: Have any of the players come back, come out and complained about it? Has anybody came out and said, Drake, you're you're messing with us. You you're you're affecting. The way we play the game. There hasn't been any like, players that came out and said there he's in fact impacting how they play the game. But the fact that after every game now, especially when the Warriors do win, the first camera reactions we get is what did Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson say to Drake? How did they react to Drake on the court? Like we don't even really care about what the actual Raptors are saying after the game. We only care how the other players are reacting to this one guy. My question, my question is, whose fault is that? It's the media's fault. Yeah, That's what they choose to cut. That's like I'll give I'll give you a prime example. When Loyola made it to the Final Four in 2017, I believe it was. I forgot the older lady's name, who was like the, I guess like the chaplain for the team. Going away from that Final Four run, you don't remember a single player. You barely remember a coach. You don't remember anything. But the chaplain, this like ninety year old lady who is a chaplain for that team, and that's that sucks for those players because it's like, well, we did all the work, we played all the games, we get no love, we get no media coverage. So that's what the media is choosing. To cover. I agree and but I disagree because unlike that story, they were also not supposed to be in that position, and the story was is that hey, they got God on their side right through this lady. And, yes, she became famous with the players, but we don't talk about her no more, to be fair. I think the thing, the difference is is that Drake literally is doing this on purpose. He is inserting himself in the story. It's not like he's sitting back and just – or up in the owner's box or within the stands. He is literally hamming it up for the cameras, rightfully so. If I was part owner of a team and my team was in the finals for the first time ever – 
I don't give a fuck what y'all say. I'm going to ham it up. I'm going to put my hands on the coach and rub it back and do whatever. I'll be water boy for it. I don't care. <laughs> but and here's another big difference Look, I think as, as well is that, yes, the media is partially to blame for the, for the coverage you're giving it, but we're in a position or a time, I should say, where we as a people have more influence over the media than we like to think. Like when we're talking about it on social media and that's the attention we're giving. They're, they're going to be like, oh, that's what people are talking about. That's what we're going to give them. So we're just as much to blame ourselves because that's what we're talking about. And they're like, if that's what y'all want to talk about, then let's do that. And that's what they're going to focus on. It's a back and forth. <clears> but this is not, the, it's not the first time, though. His antics are the same with, like, college basketball, with, like, like all the other antics when he was with the Wild, the Kentucky um, Wildcats yeah. and all that. So it's just like – I mean, this is the worst His thing. antics is just extra to me. He doesn't need to. I mean, we could talk about part owners like LeBron. He's the part owner of Liverpool, which is – one of the biggest franchises in Premier League soccer. He's not <laughs> going all over there, sitting in the on the sideline and doing the same antics as him. But he's an owner. He he has a lot invested in that. So I'm just saying, like, I don't know if it's and granted, yes, it might be his mo, and this is what Drake's doing, trying to get the players totally players right. my uh, <clears throat> but it doesn't work. I don't think it's working. It'll be different. If it was working, but I don't think it's really oh, see, working. I disagree with that. You oh, don't think you, you think oh, they're up three two in the finals? <laughs> they made they beat. I don't think it's no, because I do. Of I, I don't Drake, think it's because so. of Drake, but I don't think Drake is. Um, Drake has a portion of. I mean, can have some of the blame for how well they're doing. Mm. I think that he's motivating the players. I think he's distracting the other teams. I think that they're feeding into his energy. I do think he has some. I I definitely do think he's part of the reason that they're performing, outperforming, really, what we thought they would do. Nobody thought the Raptors would be in the position that they're in. So I I did. You thought that they would be 3-2 up on uh, the Warriors in the finals? Yep. Uh, yep, because they swept them in the regular season. Uh, well, I disagree with that. I thought I definitely <laughs> thought the Milwaukee Bucks would be in the finals, and I thought that the Warriors would wash whoever got there. So, yeah, I definitely think that this is a team effort, <laughs> if you will. Uh, and while it's too much, mm. I still say – I don't blame the boy. You got money coming out the wazoo. You're the biggest rapper in the world. You got your your team, your home team, uh, literally a game away, a shot away the other night from celebrating the biggest championship that you guys have ever had in your hometown. Live it up. Black boy joy all the way. But, again, some, you Austin, you said something earlier. Some people just don't like Drake. Like, some people just don't. We talked about this with uh, Curry's wife. Uh, I forget her name. Aisha. Some people just don't like people who are always winning. Drake is always Drake has been winning for the last ten years. Literally, that is annoying to people. That's why we hate on them, right? That's why we talk about we nitpick and we we pick on them and we talk about this and we talk about that and we complain about this that he does. But at the same time. Drake is outselling every every one of your favorite rappers. Drake is outselling every one of your favorite artists, to be honest with you. He's winning outside of his profession. Drake could literally do anything at this point. Um, and we don't, that's where we usually turn on people. So we said that before on another episode talking about Drake. And I think that's where we are now. It's just the fact that, damn, we cannot escape this guy. Literally, <laughs> he's not on tour. There's no album <laughs> promotion. We should not be hearing from Drake right now. And he's the biggest story in the country. 
Still, uh, my my, my <clears> last <throat> to say, and y'all can, and y'all can take whatever y'all want with it. When the <laughs> Toronto Raptors end up end up winning the NBA Finals uh, Thursday night in Game Six, I better not see anybody who's been hating on them, including y'all, talking about Drake was a good luck charm. He did a great. He didn't realize. How <laughs> you you want to hear that for me? Don't worry. He distracted the Golden State Warriors. He affected the out. That's how the sportscaster. So he affected the outcome of the series. Drake <laughs> did what Drake does, and that's interesting. And you won't hear it in that voice. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> I just want y'all to keep the same energy if they do lose too. Oh, Drake be great. <laughs> I hope they lose. I hope the Warriors come back and win. I really, I really hope they lose because I. So Brian, you should, you think this is a team? Does he get the same um, negativity or reasoning for that losing yesterday? No, that's where. Or you only talk? Or are we only? Are we only talking about it when they win? Well, I, no, I still think win or lose, Drake won. <laughs> no doubt in that. Like, there's no lose. Well, that's not the point. I'm just talking about because you're talking about more about him being an impact on the other team and the impact positively to the Raptors. I see the positivity, but what I'm trying to say is that are you also not saying that he's no, there's no negative influence on the team as well. Oh, hell yeah. Well, everyone, just like you said, just like said he's a part is, owner. So I don't think, I, been, I don't think any of the guys are going to be like, Drake should sit your ass down. I wouldn't mind if they turned on him. Also helping. Yeah. But he's like, you said, he's also paying for a lot of their shit. Oh, I see. I don't think that. <laughs> and I, also, I think, and also, and also, that's the last thing they're worried about is Drake. They're trying to win a final yeah, game. Yeah, I don't think they even so it, care. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any ill will from the Raptors and Drake. Like, I, that can't be a story. But the memes that are already prepared, if, if Drake, the bad luck charm of all sports oh, people and teams, loses a I final for his team, down one or three one, like I can't wait. Here, I've already, I'm already <laughs> taking off work for that. I'm making sure my phone's fully charged. I need a full day for that. Okay, <laughs> but unfortunately, I don't, I don't know, know if that's. I just, happen. I still got faith. I think they Raptors are gonna blow a three one lead. Nope, hey, the Rap- you know what we can all agree on though right now is that the Raptors fans are all trash for, for what they did last night. Mm. Yeah, they're terrible, man. That's horrible. I mean, pretty you know the most annoying thing is? Yeah, for anyone who wasn't watching the game last night, Kevin Durant came back from injury. A lot of people didn't even expect him to play this series, but he came back, played very well to start off with, but like, like halfway through the second quarter, he ended up having an injury, and he came down on the court. And immediately after it happened, the Raptors fans just starts cheering. You just see, hear a loud uproar. That was, that was I just hate someone like had posted something. This is what the media doesn't show, and they were showing like a whole pan of the arena, like standing ovation to, as he's walked off. And I just want to be like, yeah, that's because the rest of the Raptors team told everyone to settle their ass down. Right. <laughs> if the Raptors players hadn't said anything, they were going to keep cheering. Yeah. And I, I yeah, that was that was terrible. I man. get it. I mean, being from a upstanding school like Michigan State where we would never, literally never do that. Um, <laughs> never. Couldn't I, don't, I don't understand the motivation behind it, but I do get the, like, excitement. But, wow, I'm so glad. Like, that would be a total, you know, Michigan thing to do, uh, that 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 other school. <laughs> but, yeah. that They definitely okay. did it. <laughs> Here we are. 
But it's not again, kind of like uh, Jamel Hill said. Like it's not. That's not like talk about like the Raptors are the only team. But in that moment, they were definitely their fans, and of course yeah. the irony in everyone talking about how Canada can't talk trash and they're like the nicest people in the world, and it just sucked that that all was a flaw in that moment. That's what it took for them to show their true colors. Yeah. But, Let's not forget, though, the Golden State Warriors fans did that to Kawhi. Uh, I don't I don't remember that. Um, I forgot what year. I forgot what year. It was like two or three years ago um, when Kawhi Leonard got hurt in the playoffs against uh, Golden State and Andrew Bogut kind of like stood underneath him as he was coming down from shooting a jump shot. And I don't know if he mm-hmm. tore an Achilles or what. Oh no, that uh, was like that was as opportunity at the door. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yup. And if you look at it, Golden yeah, State Warriors were fan- were cheering when they when that happened too. So it's kind of like you you get classless fans everywhere, uh-huh. man. And, and, and I understand like sometimes in the heat of the moment, um, you like excited that something has happened. But when you when when you when it's a person's livelihood, when it's their health at risk, man, that's so inappropriate to cheer that somebody just got hurt. Right. And you even have coaches of teams, especially in football, and say, yo, say we, me and Conrad was on opposite football teams. Conrad had a messed up knee. He was a running back. I was a linebacker. You got some coaches that say, Austin, go for Conrad's knee because his knee is hurting. It's like, yep. like why do you put a bounty out on players like that? Yeah. Yeah. I also feel like as an organization or as like a fan – wouldn't you want the best player to be on the court and then beat the best player in the court? Nah. Like, I would. Uh, I would. Oh, hell no. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm petty. Yes. I want Serena no. Williams to win her next grand, two Grand Slams and be the greatest of all time in her sport by playing all scrubs. <laughs> I'll be you honest with you. Have to fight college, <laughs> but, but you're not. I don't no, care so if Michigan State me- comes to the Final Four next year and plays the work the the most Cinderella teams ever to get to their next championship. Hell no, I don't want your best player out there. To be honest with you, I know that sounds bad, but I just don't. <laughs> now, as a fan who doesn't have I, any skin in the game, I don't mind watching that. But if it's my team, I find that hard to believe. Oh, totally. I find that hard to believe. If Michigan State, so you're telling me, a, a you're telling me, Serena, and not play anyone with Serena worth playing there. So then they're not good. Look at Joshua I don't care. Adams. I got my boxer. That's the same point. That's the same point. So when you actually play someone, you're going to get smashed. No, you're missing the point. If I can get yes. to the championship <laughs> and win, I don't care who was on the court, who's good, who's not. If you got all scrubs on the court, that's going down in the history as my championship. I don't care if I didn't have to play. Yeah, we're going to have an asterisk next to it. Nah. Yeah. It's always going to. Yes, it I is. I disagree. I disagree. And I'm really, and I'm never even really surprised you, Serena, as your because I as right? you want you would want her to play a scrub. I so that she's not the greatest. No, 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 no. Because Serena's already proven she's the greatest. The what I said, so what this I said is, is that I want Serena to win her next two championships, right? Which would put her above everyone as the greatest of all time. She's won the most out of everyone. But at this okay. point in her career, so, if she doesn't have to play the best on tour at that point to win it. I'm happy as a peach, but she's the greatest, so she should beat them anyway. Yeah, she should. But I'm saying, so it doesn't matter if it's the best person. As a fan, if I can have a stress, so also uh, victory, I'm happy. So also the difference is, 
so would you say that if it was her first Grand Slam? Huh? Would you say that if it was her first time? I ever? wouldn't probably be talking about this. Let's use Michigan State as an example, right? If we what got to I'm the final four is... and we faced all 13 seeds in the final four, right? Which should not be in there. We'll, okay. we'll probably lose. <laughs> Yeah, we'll probably lose because because Izzo can okay. never get his. Yeah, yeah. And if those thirteen <laughs> seeds made it to the final but if, four, if that happened, play right? with us. I'm not gonna sit there and say I'm mad that we won a championship without going through a you know a top seed. I'm gonna be so happy at our chances. Like I would rather play all scrubs and all people who are like not used to that big moment. Like for me, as a fan of my people of my school, I want us to have the easiest path to victory as we can. Like, from a stress perspective. Now, as just a fan of the sport and watching, well, yeah, I want to see the not – I want to see the best go at it. But I don't have any skin at the game at that point. But to your point, like, if I'm a Raptors fan, hell no, I don't want Kevin Durant on the court. Hell no. I don't want Stefan on the court. If we can get him out some way, like, yeah, take them all out. Draymond, get them off the court. Get them teed up. Like, yeah, that's what we want. We want the championship. I don't care – if you have your best on the on the court for us to win, I guess that's sort of different. Yeah, I can't understand that one. Uh, I one hundred percent am passionate about best. that. I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather lose the. If I'm gonna lose, let me not lose to scrubs. Like at least I know I got defeated by people who can actually play. So you're telling me right so now, as that's a me. That's just fan, me, right? You up three two in the championship in the finals. You've never been there before. Their number one player. You don't. So yes, or let's go back to when they were three one up. They weren't supposed to even let's do this. Let's go back to when they were three one up, right? And they got that text alert yeah. that we all got yesterday morning saying, "Oh, Kevin Durant's going to check in." You don't think everybody in Toronto was like, "Oh shit"? You thought they were happy that he was checking in? Look, if if Austin is not even a big Raptors fan, and he said he had no worries because they already swept them and Durant was hundred percent, no. Okay, I see. That's where I don't understand. Because no. if you're a fan of that team and you've never been in that position, you're more so rooting for them to have their best players there so you can try to beat them? Look, I want to beat the team, the best team with their best players, period. Okay. Well, that's – I mean, that's that's great to say. That's just, that's just, just how – that's, that's just, just me. That. I just don't believe it. I really you don't, don't have to. Sorry. You don't have to. But I'm just saying, like, just like you believe that it's okay – to play all the worst teams to get where you got to get, that's cool. But I would personally want to beat the best if I wanted to be the best, always, especially if I wasn't even supposed to be there or even have a chance to be up 3-1. Three, three, that's that, that's very yeah. admirable. It is. Very admirable. Sorry, because I'm about to lose tomorrow anyways. <laughs> you a hater, man. The Raptors about to win. Oh, y'all some haters. I'm supporting – I'm I mean, I'm a leader. I was gonna win, but I don't want Golden State to win. For the story. Yeah. Well, Drake gonna stay extra. He gonna keep flying that. He gonna be keep flying that free airplane. And that's just what's gonna happen. Fair enough. Hashtag, hashtag be be great, Jake. I ain't mad at that. That kind of does kind of flow. But with that one, we're we going to go ahead and take a quick break and pay some bills. We'll be right back, y'all. All right, everyone. We back. We back. We back. So we're going to go ahead and keep moving right on into the next conversation. 
and talk about a guy who's been making a lot of noise in the headlines lately because he ain't too happy about how his album performed. So y'all hear this mess about DJ Khaled getting kind of pissed off at Billboard because he lost that number one spot to Tyler, the creator? Billy. Yep, man. <laughs> Why'd you take yeah. my number so one much. spot, man? I earned it. <laughs> I, I made the album. Me and my son, he pressed the button and produced it. That's my spot, man. Major key. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so for anyone who's out of the loop, basically, a couple weeks ago, or maybe about three weeks ago, DJ Khaled released six, I don't know, six, seven, eight. He, he don't drop a lot of albums, but he dropped the most recent album, Father of Assad, and it ended up it hit the number two spot for his first week sales. So this pissed off DJ Khaled for a number of reasons. I mean, one, he had so many headlines on there, I'm sure he thought that he was going to automatically pull that spot just off all their fans alone. And number two, he was pretty upset with Billboard because he feels like they, they stole some sales numbers from him that would have gave him the number one spot. So it started off with just the, you know, the normal DJ Khaled antics, complaining on social media, the tweets, the Twitter fingers, Instagram posts, a video that he dropped that quickly deleted that definitely didn't pay him in the, in the best light. And it's escalated all the way up into this lawsuit that was just announced that he's about to drop on Billboard. So apparently in this lawsuit, he's saying that not only did they agree to give him sales that they ended up not counting, but then they also mysteriously took additional sales from him due to quote-unquote data anomalies that they refused to give him more information about. So, I mean, honestly, I'm way, I don't even know where I stand on this one. Like, at first, I thought DJ Khaled was tripping. I thought he was just being a little baby because he couldn't be Tyler, the creator. But then I was like, all right, maybe you do got a legitimate case here. Maybe they did kind of play you. What y'all think about it? He got played. He played himself, his own model. <laughs> played <laughs> himself. <laughs> model. <laughs> I, I just wonder um, if since he had yeah. to do that to you know to get additional sales, I wonder if he like lacks faith in his own work. You know, if he kind of knew like uh, I don't know if this can compete with what might get put out. So let me find a way to get some more sales. I mean, it you know I don't you know it's definitely smart smart marketing. It attracts people to your stuff and probably gets listeners that you would have never listened to i mean that would have never listened to your project but at the end of the day though it got people listening to his stuff it all contributed towards his album sales you know it's no different than when a store is doing a buy one get one free promo or something like that to increase traffic to increase sales i mean at the end of the day people listen to his album the album was definitely uh, um, a banger, has some really good tracks on it. And I think the man should get credit for, for what he did. And, and and who knows? The only reason people bought the energy drink or whatever it was is because DJ Khaled's album was tied to it. Had DJ's Khaled, DJ Khaled's album not been tied to it, the people probably wouldn't have known about, wouldn't have bought, wouldn't have thought about this energy drink. So at the end of the day, it is DJ Khaled's music that drove these sales because that's the only thing that attracted them to this in, uh, attracted listeners to this energy drink. Now, here's where things get a little bit more interesting oh, now that you've oh. mentioned the energy drink deal. So, so as you mentioned, this basically DJ Khaled organized a bundle with an energy drink company or really a whole online retailer that dabbles in a lot of things. Like, they're literally called shop.com. So, I, I don't know how, even, how legit that even is. I mean, you get a website <laughs> so basic like that, but even beyond the legitimacy of that website name, there was questions about this bundle that he was giving people because 
it wasn't like that these energy drinks were being sold to consumers like you and me. They were being sold to people who were planning on buying them in order to sell them to other people. So like some type of pyramid scheme type of setup going oh. on here. And the, the company were, was advertising like, if you buy these bundles of these energy drinks, you're helping the company. That's we'll give you these bonuses and you'll help DJ Khaled go number one. And it was like, Billboard apparently, they went as far as calling these type of, this type of advertising unauthorized. So I think they made their, they can't count, quite say it's illegal. They may, they may be questioning that. Counting as part of his sales numbers, even though they had agreed to previously. Because I think the question is how legal was that tactic that they was using? And even there's even questions of how involved was he in that? Was it just the company doing their own thing? Or, or was he actually in the room with them when they came up with that? Huh. So it's, it's a lot of nuance to this. Huh, huh. huh. I still can't believe they do those quick, quick. <laughs> Like the whole pyramid, quick scheme. Here's a million, get a million dollars in five months. Thing. People still fall for that. Yeah, it's like it's definitely some type of multi-level marketing. It's not something that you would straight up be your typical buy this from the store consumer. That don't even seem really fair. <laughs> yeah, but do you think that? So it does seem unfair. But one of the things that it makes us a little bit more normalized is that when you when you really think about it, is that this is something that pretty much everyone is doing. True. Like. I think the number was 18 out of 39 number one albums last year. Use some type of bundle deal to get to get their partial sales. So like pretty much everyone is doing this. If you're not doing it, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. So really the question is, is this something we should stop everyone from doing? No, because I feel like this is not, like you said, it's not new. I remember a long time ago. No, not a long time ago, but like six or seven, maybe eight years ago. Madonna came out with an album and it was like slated not to do well. And then the next week, like, or the during that week, she launched the whole tour and then bundled all the tickets with her uh, her album sales. And like the number jumped up like three digits percent. That's not how you say it. Like hundreds, hundred percent or whatever. Uh, and then she got the number one spot, obviously, because she's the biggest female touring artists of all time. So I don't think it's unfair. I feel like what he did was unfair. Like, how are you going to bundle a, it's not, what do you call this? It's, uh, what, is, what do you call it? Marketing? Uh, like, if I buy from you and I'm going to sell to someone else, that multi-level marketing, how do you bundle, pure yeah, bundle that with your album? I can see if, like, the end user was buying a drink and got the album. But I'm gonna ultimately sell. I guess that's more of like. And this is also of, like, what does this energy drink have anything to do with DJ Khaled? At least if you bought a Madonna concert ticket, you must care about Madonna. Yeah. Because I remember last. That's like, oh, go ahead. like we like we just went to an Anderson Pack concert, and like so with buying the ticket to the concert, you got a you got a free download of the of the new Anderson Pack, um, Ventura album. So it's like that was that makes sense though. Yeah, I'll say that was an additional level of marketing. So if that's what DJ Khaled wanted to do, I think that's the route he probably should have gone. So this is where I was yeah, gonna, I think whatever you whatever you bundle with, go ahead. I was going to ask the question: Is that do you think he really needed it, or he was just another way for me to just make some, you know, get some more listeners and maybe money? So he didn't necessarily need it, but then it didn't work. So he was like, "Well, I want my money. I want." <laughs> I'm going to sue y'all because it really didn't work. It's bad and petty. Because I honestly don't think he really needed that bundle. Yeah, I think he needed it. You think so? Yeah. 
I mean, I think he I don't think, because. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you have, you have more. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I definitely think he needed. it. I mean, DJ Khaled is not an album selling artist. Like he's a singles artist. So anytime he comes, like his, only his last two albums reached number one. So out of what you said, fifteen albums at this point. Um. So yeah. I definitely think he needed that extra push to get you know people to actually buy the full bo- or buy or download or stream the full body of work. But my I just, that just sounds so shady. And I think the person I'm questioning, like how do they feel, is um, is his name still Tyler the Creator or is it Eagle? Yeah. Okay. The Eagle no, is the, the album dog. Okay. <laughs> Well, look, he's walking around in this white suit and uh, yellow wig now, so I didn't know if, you know, we got a new name out of it. But uh, I wonder how he feels, <laughs> because now it's coming out that they're actually going to honor, you know, those sales, and he doesn't have the number one album anymore. And f- from what I hear from people like you guys who listen to it, like this was a really adventurous album for him uh, and personal album for Tyler, the creator. And now that's all being kind of pushed aside because of this yeah i mean like i i mean my probably opinion about it didn't doesn't really matter but as far as like i listened to both albums and i will definitely think that tyler's album was better than dj's even if i did like dj cows a lot i was surprised that tyler's number one over him just made more sense to me yeah i agree oh it looks like well from brian what brian told us it looks like it worked though yeah. So apparently he he has number one. DJ Khaled does have number number one album now, but he still don't think he gets that first week number one album number yet. They're reviewing it. Mm. Can I ask y'all a question? If y'all had all this money, you weren't like financially, you weren't you were free financially free. Things didn't go your way. Would you think you would sue as much as the people who have money did do? You said would I sue as much? Yeah, I don't know if that correlates, but I just feel like people who are rich are just... I guess it does, because you've got to sue someone, you got to pay a lawyer. But I just starting to feel like this trend of, like, if I don't like something, I'm going to sue them until I get them. I don't know if it's just more in life or more in the industry or more all over the place, but I just wanted to think, like, if I had that money and I didn't like something, would it be more easier for me to just... Here's... I'm about to sue y'all. Because in America, you can sue for anything. Like I think it depends on, like, let, let's just say, for example, with DJ Khaled, where he's covering these um, these legal fees from. If he's covering these legal fees from his album sales, and let's say from his album sales, he sold $5 million, he sold $5 million, $5 million worth, and his, um, and his like, legal fees cost him 500000 that's really not a big dent in the budget. Plus, he's not taking away from the money. He's not taking from any of his money that he earned prior to this album coming. Now, I think once you dip into your money that was earned before the album, so if you have to use like some of the album sales and some of your additional money, I think that's when you lose. But I mean, when when you talk to a lawyer, I'm assuming they kind of give you the odds of you, of you winning, you know? So it's like if the odds are high, 
and you know how much you will get in return from that lawsuit, it's like, hey, why not take the gamble to get a couple more extra million dollars or something? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's, I mean, it's like I may spend, let's say, 500 grand trying to sue Billboard, but then if I win this case and I get that number one reversed, the money I can get now from having that under my name is going to give me upwards of a million. So it's, it's worth that if I, if I come out on top. Yeah. yeah, it's like gambling. Like, you set a budget and don't go over that budget. Plus, you I win or lose. You okay with losing it? Plus, I won. There was like any type of payment or bonus set up with that that drink company that said, "Hey, if you get to number one, we'll give you more money," or like his record mm-hmm. label because I know they spent a lot of money trying to market this album. Like, hey, if you get that number one, we'll throw in additional back end. Like I know a lot comes with having like, hey, this is the number one album in the country. A little nasty to sue the billboard. Country billboards. Now that one I guess it worked out for him anyways, because he's still killing the game. So number one song in the country. <laughs> <laughs> Airware. But I I don't know about you guys. Like if you jumped on the whole uh DJ Khaled Snapchat phenomenon, but I'm so surprised that, like, how quickly, speak for myself, like, how quickly I fell out of like with DJ Khaled. Like, I don't care about him at all. I've never heard this album. I thought the album came out earlier this year, to be honest with you, um, or earlier or late last year. But I don't know, that whole Snapchat popularity phase that he went through, that weird off, it seemed like it just, Went away so fast, but I'm the sure it's still Twitter pretty which is, that Which is, go ahead. Bro. Example of either living to be a hero or living long enough to see yourself become the villain, which he has become now. Say it again. That, that old Batman quote, are you to die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain? Like, that's mm-hmm. him now. We, we all loved him in the beginning, and he kept sticking around, and he kept doing his thing, and then things didn't go his way, and now he's turned into the bad guy. Damn. So that, damn. So that correlates with Drake, too, huh? I think. I think also for a lot of people, it kind of felt like, like he was exploiting mm-hmm. his son, too. So it's like, you add that on top of, and it's like, uh, DJ Khaled, you really don't feel genuine, you know? Yep. Well, I said that. So, this is my take on it as well, because I agree with it, but at the same time, like, we talk about seeing more, like, positive things, because he didn't really say anything that was negative. He was just really just over the top of his affirmations. So it's like kind of crazier the irony in that is that we got tired of it, but we want more of it. Well, he did kind of turn negative. There is a deleted video that obviously you put it out there, you can't delete anything on the internet. But he's being very, very shady towards Tyler the Creator and Billboard and saying like people working against them, which is not the DJ Khaled we were used to, who was all positivity and you know all the major keys that he had. And apparently the the other story that came out is that he went in on his record label for him not having a number one album. And it was reported that he was like literally screaming and threatening people at Epic Records because of what happened throughout this whole, I guess, in his words, fiasco. So it ain't the Nietzsche Khaled we're used to. Uh, and Hey, it's interesting. 
Happy to have him. I never fucked with him in the first place. Oh, well, there you go. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you ready for positivity now? <laughs> 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 <I feel like. laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Goodbye, Zoom. <laughs> When during that whole Snapchat phase, I was never amused or on his side. I was I was annoyed by it all. So I'm not mad that this happened to him. Well, there is the unpopular opinion of Ron. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to end it there, but I feel like we might as well. <laughs> so we can go ahead and call it a day. And once again, thank you for coming through, Austin. I do feel like you owe us a beat because, like, like, like you said, you only come through when you give us a beat. So, you let us know when that beat's ready, uh, and, and then I'll publish this. We appreciate you coming through, though. You're always welcome. We appreciate you coming, giving your input as always, man. We got some more apps you, you want to drop for the people. I'm sorry, you said, do I got some what? Some apps you want to drop? Let them know where they can find you at. Yeah, man, you can find uh, Wifey and myself on Facebook at Meals Without Meat. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Austin, that's A-U-S-T-O-N-J-09. You can also find our travel page on Instagram. It's uh, Black Adventures 6, and that's the number 6, and that's Adventures with a S, plural, 6. Um, find me, man. Talk to me, you know. I'm, I'm I'm here to listen to the people, here to uh, take suggestions. If you want to laugh, joke, hear corny jokes, according to Brian, <laughs> shoot me a call and I got you. The best jokes. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we'll make sure all that's in the episode description for anyone who wants to check them out. Make sure y'all like and subscribe. Definitely got some stuff, dope stuff going on on his pages. If y'all want to make sure y'all holler at us, y'all can reach us at a few different ways. Y'all got a Gmail account. Y'all can always shoot us the email. Podcast at gmail.com. We got our social media pages on Instagram and Twitter at Who's Man's Podcast. We got the Facebook page to search Who's Man's on there. And make sure however y'all listening to us, whether it's on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever it is, make sure y'all like it, review it, let the people know what you're thinking about it, and always hit us up and tell us your thoughts. We want to keep hearing from y'all. All right, B, go ahead and tell them they can reach you. Hey, don't at me, at God. Love on your friends. I love my friends. That's it. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Can we get a regular thing song this week, or you got you got some more <clears throat> some remix for us? <clears throat> Positivity. Hey, hey. <laughs> Conrad. That's like right, the, I tried to, that's <laughs> gonna be like I tried to roll with you. <laughs> that's gonna be like the choir version. That's what we're doing there. <laughs> These are gonna be uh, all remixes on one album. We going number one. We ain't no DJ Khaled. Broke boy, broke boy. We yeah, one. <laughs> hey, you guys can catch me on Twitter at that fella underscore Connie, uh, Big C22 on Instagram. Uh, before I drop some positive vibes, I do want to make people aware of what's happening in the world. Um, if you call yourself a citizen of the world, this is your diligence to be aware of what's happening with people um, outside of your city, outside of your country. So things are going crazy in Sudan. Um, <clears throat> if you have chance um, to keep up with the turmoil that's happened since December of last of uh, yeah last year, um, things are now getting really really bad. <clears throat> all because 
the people of Sudan really wanted to be, wanted a fair government. Um, Their president was like, their president has been there. Well, he's not there anymore. He was overthrown, but it originally started because um, Omar al-Bashari, I think is how you pronounce his name, president, was there 30 years. He's been president. Um, And he decided to just make cuts to bread and fuel and any other goods to the people. He made everything very expensive. People from taking money out, um, increased prices on food, and just people weren't happy, obviously. Um, so I know this is not positive. I know this doesn't sound <laughs> like something you want to hear at the end, but it has to be said because people don't True. pay attention. We're not paying attention to the rest of our world. And now things are like the president was overthrown. And at the time, the military, the past six months, the military was um, had taken over and was trying to um, they had worked something out with the the civilians, the citizens of the city. And now it just turned into shit. And the military was like, basically, forget y'all. And we're going to (laughs) be dictators as well. So there's a lot of turmoil. There's people are being raped. Women are being raped. People are just being shot. Innocent people being shot. Um, the UN is deciding to like drop out of helping, which is kind of just doesn't make any sense to why something like the UN, the United Nations, is they're supposed to be the peace of the of the nation, the the, <clears throat> the military that is supposed to bring peace, and they're dropping out. And a lot of people are getting upset because this is very very similar to what happened in Rwanda. Um, so if you have a chance, please just read up on it. I mean, it's not really <clears throat> much I can say we can do. It's just Things are happening. Give the same energy as a lot of people are saying. Give the same energy you gave when the uh, cathedral burnt down, a building. Give that same energy you're giving to these people who all they wanted was a fair system. Mm-hmm. All they wanted was a fair, fair system. Imagine if that happened here. It wouldn't even last if the government said, We're going to cut, we're going to make you guys, we're going to cut, bro- and you have to do X, Y, and Z to get it. I mean, we already, we already see it happening to women, but like things are like, it just makes you one, be grateful for what you have in life right now and think that, you know, we wake up, go to work and we, we complain. I complain we have to go to work, but there are people out there that they don't know if they're going to be surviving the next day. Right. So just be mindful, be a true world citizen mm-hmm. and pay attention to what's happening in the world. To end on a positive note, this weekend really made me appreciate even like I'm very thankful for my friends. All right. So if you have a chance this week, text your friend, call your friend, call whoever makes you feel whole in life and just tell him what's up. I love you. And we might tease Brian a lot for this, but I appreciate Brian. He always says, I love, I love you to us. Like I always, he always says it to us no matter what we may be like tease him or like (laughs) joke with him and not say it back. But I appreciate having a friend that just shares that love and this weekend, all of us shared that love. And that's all that matters because it uplifts people. Uplifts people. Um, make sure you get a lift to the next destination you go to and let Austin carry your uh, your ride because you'll have all the jokes all day. But hey. Oh, yeah. We're <laughs> find <laughs> the people who make you whole in life. It doesn't have, Whether it's your family, whether it's your friends. Um, if you feel like you don't have friends, we can be your best friends. Hit us up. Just find people who make you feel whole. And remember, 
Darnold. You still ain't shit if you're hung out. <laughs> um, you, yeah, you're Darnold. That's really all I can say. But hey, don't be a who's mask. We're going to find you. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. We love you, brother. Always. Until Always. next time. <laughs> 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 <laughs>